back to non-essential workers i'm your host marlena this is episode 11 of the podcast and i get to speak today with evan shea um, it was so great to reconnect with him and we had an awesome conversation i'm really glad we did it um, evan is a saxophonist producer and composer based in montreal quebec but he's originally from seattle washington he has a band, Lawful Citizen, and most recently, he has released his first solo full-length album in October 2020, titled New Normal. In this episode, we speak a bit about Evan's experience with ADHD, the 1970 Dodge Challenger that inspired his album, and his love for cars, and we even dabble a bit in politics on both sides of the U.S.-Canada border. You can read more about Evan and hear his music at his website, www.evanshay.com, and you can find him on Instagram at Music. If you want to check out Evan's photography and videography, which I highly recommend you do, you can find that at at Photo on Instagram. As always, feel free to subscribe, like, review, share this podcast, but most of all, please enjoy. So you're still in Montreal, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm still yep, still in Montreal. Did my I did my master's at McGill and graduated 2018 after also doing my undergrad there and took two years off. But I'm still kicking around here just like I really like the scene of musicians that I've surrounded myself with here. And I the rent's cheap, so I know. <laughs> oh man. Like, I'm like the I don't know. I don't I don't like the only places I'd really leave for are like, well, before the pandemic, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, like LA or New York city basically is like, and I don't really want to go to New York. So I was like thinking LA and how I'm just like, man, LA is just going to be on fire every year. Then it's going to, then it's going to get just ruptured by an earthquake at some point, And then everyone's going to like not have any drinking water. <laughs> So, I'm like, man, maybe not, maybe not the best long term, but like, if I went there, like, and like, hung out for like a month at a time, maybe each year, that'd be sick. <laughs> Me and my colleague were kind of talking about, like, we feel like this, like, impending sense of doom right now. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like we're on the precipice <laughs> of something. Uh, well, I mean, it's already started, but something feels really um, bad. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I no, feel. something feels really odd. Well, with the whole the shit in Texas, with the the climate and just like everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's that's it's kind of it kind of changes the way you like. I guess even like just like the way you're like thinking about the future, even just being as like like the way at least I keep thinking about it, it's just like fuck. Well, if all this terrible shit's gonna be going down, like I might as well just do what I want. <laughs> which is make music and like mm-hmm. like do like stuff around the things that I like and try to make as much of a livelihood as I can around those things and just like don't like who fucking cares about like I don't know I like I just want to like do the things I like for as long as I can like I don't know that's it's get it just gets me thinking back to like what do I like to do with my time in my life so I'm just gonna do those things mm-hmm. so, and 
music brings me an immense amount of joy. Like I just played with uh, my friend, uh, Sean Allison, the other day, like two days ago, I think, two or three days ago. It was the first time I'd played with like another human since October when I played my Lawful Citizen stream show for Off Jazz Festival. And that was just October like, 2020 or 20, 2020. 2020. Yeah. So I was just, so it'd been like four months since I'd played with like anyone or just like, and it just like, you're just like, we just like did some free improvisation together. And it was just like, probably like about 20 minutes the first round. I was just like, after I was just like, oh crap. Like, my, it's like my brain had been like awoken again like in like the sense I don't know it was just like that that adrenaline you get that shot that certain shot of adrenaline you get from playing music I don't know it's like just like I was like ah there it is again almost you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I don't know my brain lives for that sort of shit especially as someone with like ADHD and stuff like that you know it's like I feel like my brain just like lives for like those like shots of like music adrenaline (laughs) dude i've been learning so much more about adhd because one of my best friends um was just diagnosed and like there's so much misinformation out there about that that's why that's why i like for the longest time i just never really talked about it and like Mm -hmm. I, i still don't really talk about it that much to be honest just because like it's people there's just misinformation and it's just all there people have their assumptions you know they have oh you have this type of add huh or oh you must be really good at this and he's just like like (laughs) it comes like it's it's such a complex thing because it's it's not like a set thing it comes it comes out differently in everyone you know every every case of is it even between like you know, between genders and like whatnot, you know, there's like, it comes out differently in, in women than it does in men, you know, and there's different, mm-hmm. there's different, there's all sorts of different things that it can be triggered by, or just be like, how it can come out in someone or like the level of which it can come out in someone, you know, so it's just like, I don't know, it's just there's, yeah, I don't know, there's just so much misinformation about it. And I think that it's, it's starting to people are talking more openly about stuff because of so much more of like talking about mental health and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it seems like people are at least like talking more openly about their experiences with it, which is, I don't know. I think for a lot of my life, I felt because I was diagnosed when like second grade, maybe I've been, I've been on it. Like I'd been on and off like different medications. I was on Adderall for the longest time and, like all throughout college and stuff of it, I was kind of taking it on and off. And then when I, and then like 2016, I just stopped altogether. I was just like, fuck this. (laughs) Yeah. I'm tired. I'm tired of putting this shit in my body. And like, I like, it makes me feel, it doesn't make me feel good. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, I feel like a robot and I don't feel like myself and not like fun. (laughs) (laughs) i'm not having fun you know it's like i want to have fun doing the things i do you know like even if like it may take me a little longer and like a bit of a meander to get somewhere i'll still end up where i'm supposed to be going you know Mm -hmm. you know i don't know i just people who also like are like adhd tend to like go towards more like quote unquote like 
dangerous activities, I guess, or just like high engagement activities. So like, you know, like, you know, so that's why a lot of people are like, like to go to do like extreme sports or something like that. Or like, you know, um, or even something like music, because it's like, it's such a, it's such a stimulating activity. You're using so much of your brain, using so much of your brain, using so much of your body. It's like, it's such an all encompassing experience, mm -hmm. which, is, which like, I think my, my brain really likes <laughs> and why I'm a musician. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I don't know. It's, it's just a different way of seeing the world and kind of experiencing life. You know, it's just, I don't know. I just, I, I want to, I want to play to those and like, because those are the things that make me unique and, and I don't, I don't think the same way as like some of my, my friends or like the, or like my teachers, even like, I would say I probably wasn't always the best student. <laughs> like I did, like I did all my work and I always showed up, but I was, but like for like, my teachers would always get mad at me for not like practicing enough or stuff like that. Cause I am also, I'm also doing so much stuff like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like photography, doing vi videography and like trying to make a living doing that stuff. And like, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. There's just always like, so I, I just like so many things. So I like to spend my time doing all these different things and that, that I don't think some, some teachers really appreciate that because they want you all in on their thing, which right. is, I think for some teachers is hard for them to hear, which is, I mean, good and bad because like when you're at school, you should be as invested and possible in school. But I also think it's like, those are really important years for you to be exploring who you are and like being mm -hmm. able to learning about who you are and who, you know, so it's mm -hmm. like, so much of that learning is out outside of the classroom and like just like being able to like make music or being able to do s stuff with your colleagues and your friend and your friends outside of school like just playing together and like listening to music together and stuff like that that's where you i feel like you can get so much as much information as you can from school, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it works best when like you use the school as sort of like a fertile ground to, mm. um, um, like as your, as your base for meeting these, yeah. these, these contacts and learning these skills, but then you're already starting to imagine yourself out of that because you will be out of that. <laughs> yeah. So. It's hard to, and it's hard when you're, I feel like, being like older now and like out of this like out of it for a few the whole system for a few years i can like i feel like when i'm looking back to like my mindset from earlier when i was in school i just like i did like you just don't have the perspective so you because you haven't lived that part of life yet so you don't know what it's actually going to be like yet you know the actual like plunge the actual plunge of getting out of school and mm -hmm. because you get so into that ingrained into that cult that culture that like the culture and the the um the routine of school like especially the i think some people really like the structure of it and are able to thrive in that and st stuff like that yeah. but like i had i had a lot of friends where it was just like they were it, you know they just like blink and like learn the entire latin language you know <laughs> like that yeah. they're just like so fucking smart like right it's like good at and like good at everything that they come by you know like i had to 
I had to like work really hard to in school to because of my ADHD to just like retaining like for me reading comprehension was always tough like so like I never really connected with like books and stuff like that as much like I do like to read sometimes but I'm not like I'm not like a heavy reader on of of like books and stuff mm-hmm. like that now especially I think it's well I was I was always looking at like pictures and stuff like that hence I think why I became a photographer <laughs> yeah exactly well I mean that's a, another example of using yeah. that that um that's not even a quirk yeah. that's just a, a personality yeah. preference right and then using that yeah yeah like when I ref- when I look back and I was like man like I like I did read and stuff but it's like what I remember most is like looking through these like f- books of like I had these like I was super into airplanes and stuff like that when I was in middle school I was before I wanted to become a musician I was gonna I was like dead set on being a pilot oh wow yeah I was like I wanted to I wanted to fly planes I just wanted to go fast (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's all I wanted to do I I love planes but I had these books just all about like airplanes and all these pictures of them and just like the like specs of the airplanes and like histories and stuff of like them and stuff so it was like I spent so much time just looking at photos and I think that really set me up for partially for the life that I that still because I still spend a lot of my time looking at pictures <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool yeah. so how did you get into the photography and videography thing because I know that's that's really big for you right yeah um I started that. I started photography in high school because of uh, I had a I had a really good teacher there named Mr. Lou, and he was just uh, like just one of those teachers that you know are super chill and super cool, mm-hmm. like super real, like and like super great guy. And was he saw that I was like he he well he also liked cars and stuff like that too. So he would like he was like t- telling me more about like different car stuff and we would like in like I obviously was like gave a shit in class which like 70% of high school kids won't Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like biggest thing was just like just like dealing with kids that are just not giving a shit they're just taking that class because they have to you know or whatever but yeah he he really got me on a good path of photography and then it just kind of went from there for me after I shot my first roll of film I was just like oh sh- man this is fun like I wish I still sometimes I still wish I had that feeling again of like that first roll of film that you get developed and you're like oh my god like look at these fo- photos that I took like <laughs> what like look how cool these look and you, yeah. then suddenly it's just like boom it is so yeah. much more satisfying than digital in my opinion oh yeah my- oh yeah it's- I don't have, I wish, sometimes I wish I had more of that kind of obsessive quality about something, you know, like I find um, I'll get, I'll get really like into one topic and like go deep into that, but then I'll get interested in something else. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you know? that. Yeah. I really like, I really like to like jump around and new things a lot too. And like, kind of like figure things out, you know, it's, there's like, it's cool. I think there's, I think it's super cool to get super deep on one subject too, though. You know, there's so many valid ways of going about life. <laughs> a life yeah. of music is whatever you want it to be. So it's like, I feel like 
I want to go, I want to go and do as I, my whole goal, especially right now, I think as a musician is to just be able to be in almost any musical situation and be able to contribute something meaningful. Like if I can like very much so right now, I want to work with like rappers and producers and like, I'm starting to do that more, but it's like, for that, it's like, I want to be like, I really want to be in those sort of situations more like that like outside of like i'm not really i'm i haven't really been spending much time i'd say in like the like the like i haven't spent a ton of time like thinking about jazz or like jazz composition a lot lately that's just not Mm -hmm. like i've been so deep within ableton live and like trying to figure out electronic music and and hip-hop and different those those worlds are so vast too and it's like like it's like i like i feel like i'm learning so much but then i'm like some of these people that are in these are like it's like you it's like they've been feels like they've been making beats and they've been like four and a half you know like can you imagine like a there there's gonna be some prodigies like that just like ableton prodigies like there there already are like like teens and young there's like there's already like a there's like a nine-year-old getting placements with with major rappers right now i believe I remember Kenny Beats talking about him. I was just like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if an, like if a nine year old can be getting placements, then like, what are you, what are you waiting for? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I can do that too. Then you know, like if I if I really put my mind to it and work hard, you know, and right. like get and really like make the and try to meet the right people because that's that's also a really important step is like knowing the right people and being in the right places at the right time which is not really something you can learn (laughs) what how much does personality have to do with success in this field what do you think i think in i think within like being a producer and stuff like that and being in more of like a hip-hop world and stuff like that i think well I'm gonna, I'm gonna say overall yes i think it's like i think it's super important that well you gotta you gotta be cool like to be around in music like if you're gonna be working with people in any musical context you gotta be chill you gotta be nice no one wants to work with someone who's like not chill and not nice <laughs> <laughs> Like those are like if you're like if you're rehearsing with music and someone's just being like a huge dick to someone else it's no fun you know or like you know like we're all in this together this is all music and we're gonna do our best together you know we gotta you know i don't know i i feel like that sort of stuff really can take away the joy of of music like people can be there for the wrong reasons and just not and just not contribute meaningfully and i really want to be able to be in these musical situations where everyone's like so deeply invested in the project and everyone's like just like like tunnel vision like we gotta we're we're all in this together to make the best product we can because that's i mean music's communal you know it should be everyone that's my favorite part about music is being able to work with other people too you know like like being able to do music by yourself i think at home has been really really important for me because i was able to do my whole record at home during the pandemic and not i didn't spend a single day in the studio for that record 
Yeah, I was going to ask you. So I listened to it. It's really awesome. It's oh, super cool. Yeah. Okay. So the circumstances were obviously like the inspiration was obviously, you know, the pandemic and um, also this film that I didn't, I haven't seen. Right. But that's, that seems very, uh, what, have you always loved that film? I first, well, I first saw it like beginning of my second year of universities in like 2011, like late 2011. And I, it was always a movie just being a car guy it's like it was like one of those movies that has been talked about as it's like it's like a, a classic kind of cult like car film kind of like how like easy riders for like motorcycles like that's a that's like the motorcycle film which is also one of my favorite movies ever too it's just like mm -hmm. oh yeah <laughs> nice. I, I, I just love those movies so much it just captures the time period so perfect like it's just it's just a slice of time and like mm. a slice of my mindset too that just like just like it's so hard to even like find these days like in 2021 but anyways yeah vanishing points uh i i really i really connected with that film when i saw it for the first time i was just like it just yeah just like the whole idea of like just running from the cops and like just like this whole like big like run of like like this like last bastion of like of like true freedom like just like people that help him along the way on the journey and like and it's like yeah I, I don't know just like the whole and it's all shot in um like desert nevada and like in, in like just like the most desolate parts of the u.s just like it's just like some of my favorite most inspiring part of like G like I just I love that whole American Southwest like desert like that's just some of my favorite shit ever mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just like the whole thing is just it, it just like thematically it's like there's like a whole like existentialist undertone there's like there's like all sorts of like there's like I've like there's like I've like read a whole breakdown of the movie from like a I'll just say the title yeah. in case it was missed um the movie we're talking about is called vanishing point 1971 mm -hmm. uh richard seraphian so the car on the cover of your album is that where did you find that so there's a guy in laval who runs a runs a garage called indie auto and he has a youtube he's a he's a guy he's like a, i think he's greek he has, <laughs> he has a thing called nick's garage and okay. big, it's like a YouTube channel. He has like a he, he basically just works on muscle cars and like has a garage and always has cool things going in and out. So people, so like people, he has a huge he has like four hundred thousand followers on or something like or like he has a few hundred thousand followers at least on YouTube subscribers. Oh yeah, he's like he's just a super cool guy. He also loves the movie very much to the to the extent that he loves like he loves those dodge challengers from that era very much and i i do too like i think they're f fabulous cars but when i saw that in that movie i was just like that's like it's like that white dodge challenger and he's got like the big he's got the big motor he's got like the big he's got like the the, the hearse pistol grip shifter that's like straight out of the muscle car and there's like four on the floor like the car is just like it's just it's just everything I desire in, in a muscle car. It's just the coolest car ever to me, like one of the coolest cars ever. And Nick went to went to I I believe he, I believe he got it in Thunder Bay. He found a he found a like an unrestored, but like a but like it had mostly numbers matching stuff. 
So like numbers matching, meaning like all the panels have like the same serial number. The engine has the same serial number and stuff like that. So it's like if you have an old car and you have a numbers matching car, that means it's like it's still got all the original parts on it. It never had like anything replaced, which is okay, which is means it's like it's that's very dope. Like so he he went and bought this 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 uh, Challenger in Thunder Bay and then brought it all the way back to laval and he restored the car himself <laughs> and like put it like yeah and it's just a flawless like basically basically a copy of the car from the movie like white paint he has the the, the 440 v8 in it like the he has he has the, the the hearse pistol shifter like everything and he has like like he, there's a little light and it's like all these little details in the car that like they don't you, you that just aren't like a thing now and that's like that's part of that's part of so much of the fun of the car too is like there's like when you open the trunk there's like a little light bulb with like just a wire coming out of it on the on the back trunk if you look on the album cover you can kind of see it illuminating the the lid but it's like a little light like that is like super interesting and like it's there's like a there's like a little like extinguisher in the back there's like a spare tire but it's all matching and it's like like spotless it's 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 unbelievable but wow. he's, he drives the shit out of it though too he like he like <laughs> like if you if you hear at the end of the the song kowalski that's a that's his car i sampled we sampled him like doing a like doing a he he as he was like leaving from where we did the fo- photo shoot at he it's like he just did a burnout leaving <laughs> and it was like wow. next to, it was next to a prison also <laughs> wow. my dad actually my dad's the whole reason why i like cars and motorcycles so much i got music and creative stuff from my mom and i got all the cars and stuff from my dad but um my dad told me about nick's channel he'd seen some of his videos and he's like i think this guy's in montreal and i was like oh shit and I, this guy looks cool and then and then i found eventually that he had and i found those videos and i was like oh wait he has a vanishing point challenger and then eventually i was i was thinking of like what i wanted to do for this for this for this project i wanted to like have a car on the cover and i was like oh shit like i because like so much of this music is like sounds so much of like like i don't know like i'm like i'm always influenced by vanishing point in like different small ways here and there like through the way i like like if if i could do music video i would shoot in the desert if i could do like you know like the the music in that in that uh film also is just it's so good like the soundtrack is enough to watch the movie <laughs> but yeah I, I i just basically ended up emailing him was just like i would like i would really love it if i explained to him like kind of i would love to be able to tie in some things from vanishing point would you be down like like here's my number give me a call if you want to if you and i'm like oh man like will i ever even get an email back literally like two hours later i get a call he's like hello (laughs) nick's garage (laughs) like oh i'm like oh shit what up what's up nick (laughs) yeah he's yeah he was like super down with it and like super no questions asked just like yeah let's do it (laughs) so the knowledge that the car was in your vicinity informed almost shaped the the premise of the album yeah because like i like it helped like because i was trying to think of because like i was already thinking visually very along those lines and my my uh, my girlfriend liz is a uh, isn't is a um like web and graphic designer and so she did she did a bunch of 
for each song on the track, she did a loop animation on YouTube that are all of them are on YouTube. And each one is like a different, it's like based on a different uh, still of the mo- from the movie or also some of them, some of them aren't, but most of them are like, like based off of some part of the movie and kind of shaped into an, a different narrative along with the people who are on the, the record being in each one of the scenes and stuff like that. And like, at, just like having the, but the challengers in every, is in every single one of the scenes also. The car it, itself is almost like a, a character. It's a, it, it's like a symbolism of like the, of like the, it's, it's symbolism. My, my, the whole idea was kind of having like it be a, like a theme of like the, of like, of like the existentialism from the, from the um, movie and like this, these feelings of like, just like, like watching the world burn down. It's like, I want to just like get the fuck out of society. Like this is bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. I can almost like feel though, that like sense of just like reckless freedom or something. That's, that's very much, that's very much a, a sense of, that's very much a theme of my music. I think is like that. I want this like sense of like, like just, it's like, very much reckless freedom very much like very like just go as hard as you can because you have no other choice (laughs) like like i'm not gonna waste my time not playing music as hard as i can (laughs) kind of shit you know thematically i felt like the movie tied into so many of the things that i'd been thinking about over like the course of making the record because i was really like i started making the record I like firmly like in January of like 2020, I plan on making the record, but then like, like everything went down. (laughs) Then like all the, like the George Floyd and the black lives matter and everything that was going on. And then, Oh, like, like it's just everything kind of just like, like, I mean, poured into my music, like the rise of like the whole, like it literally says in the description, it's like influenced by like, the the rise of fascism in the u.s (laughs) right so as a as an american because you're originally from seattle right yeah so how what was that like for you like experiencing the pandemic and also all of the political upheaval well being an american in canada right mm -hmm. because that's kind of a unique um perspective for well for me there's like like the the pandemic came to north america basically through seattle so it was like as soon as as soon as that shit started there it was like my like it's like oh shit my parents like i like bef- jump started thinking about all this craziness and like kind of like oh my god what is this what's going on with this how, what is like how did like no information on this new disease like it, it spreads like spreads like person to person like we don't know where or how yet it was like all so fresh and i'm like oh my god like that's like we gotta be like this is coming here soon and it's like i was supposed to be i was supposed to be going to cuba in like march for for like 10 days or something like that to be to be with uh wally the one of the rappers from nomadic massive we were going to perform there and then like write music for seven days oh, that's so cool. <laughs> but it but like of course it ended up getting canceled but it was like we were like it was coming right up to the point of like being like this like i don't know if we should do this and then eventually it like got canceled so then i was like okay well my (laughs) my concern was correct so in the end it was okay but 
yeah i don't know it's just like everything unfolded from early there so i felt like i got a perspective or of like what was to come at least to montreal and to like the well obviously there'd been we'd known what was going on in like italy and whatnot and like in the in china and like how it was spreading a kind of across and like how it was really affecting certain places but um yeah i mean and then everything just kind of felt like everything just felt like it was just i mean it, I don't I don't even know how to describe like how I still feel now like <laughs> like I'm like more than anything I'm just exhausted like it's yeah. just like I don't no one's built to handle this much shit all at once you feel like we've lived like a de like a decade in like a year and a half almost but no like for me for me I I really I get really upset when I see Canadians start instead of like seeing the US and like seeing this as an example of like being able to look at ourselves and be able to look at our own dark histories and be able to un like well just like a, to be able to acknowledge the parts of our dark, dark history and to actually give reparations for it it's all conversations that we should be having here and so many canadians are just like oh well look what's going down there on the u.s oh no <laughs> like we're like, oh, it's a good thing we live in Canada and we're good, polite, civilized people, you know, and you're, I'm just like, I just like, I want to throw my, I want to throw my laptop out the window. Like, <laughs> like it's just like, there, it's all the same shit here. We have all the same problems here. And it's, it's just, diff, it's just different clothes. It's different, it's the colonialism ran differently here. It's still, still all the same terrible oppressive like symptoms <laughs> but i just think that being at least being able to still have the opportunity to vote in both countries is very important too are you a dual citizen now? yeah I'm a dual citizen yeah, okay. i've been a dual citizen since i was like sixth grade my dad's from ontario so oh okay okay i looked out with <laughs> so you're pretty much canadian i'm, I'm definitely i well, it's it's funny you say that. It, <laughs> for my entire life, at, like at school, I was like known as like the Canadian. I was like, oh, Evan, he's just Canadian. And, like, and then when I came here, every everyone's just like, oh, he's just American. Like he's just an American guy. Like, and I'm like, fuck, who am I? <laughs> I vote in every election that I can. But then it's also deeply draining because you have all these like these political uh circles that you have to <laughs> you have to pay attention to and like try to understand what's going on to at least make right. someone of an informed decision yeah and, yeah and like, wow holy shit every single one of these systems is absolutely beyond fucked <laughs> like we there's like so a lot of these are like beyond repair and we have to figure out what to do now because it's there's no normal that we're going to return to from here as right. as a society there's no there's no normal that we're going back to we we're creating a new normal from here which is whoa there's he's using it he said that he said the title of his album in the movie you know like you can't like if you're ignoring it or you're just like trying to go <laughs> i don't i don't know like you can't go about life the same way ever again like mm -hmm. 
it's it's permanently changed everything and it's kind of unclear how we're going to go uh, how we're going to go forward with a lot of stuff too but seems like many politicians and especially the new government in the u.s are still just pushing for same same old bullshit so we're gonna i think still be in 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 quite a bit of a of a people's struggle from here on out i think probably almost forever unless we get the right people into into office and get the right rules in place to get money out of politics and and whatnot but you know like all this is there's just so much that we can do in, in both sides of the of the border and like who we elect and especially here in canadian politics because like whew, canadian politics are dry and boring they are not interesting but they are still very important <laughs> like yeah not it's theater you know it's theater for a lot of canadians i this is what i would call it i think and um, be and just people fail to address what horrible things are going on here and tend to turn a blind eye to it because they just like oh we're good here look at how bad it is there and it's like well that's a terrible that's like that's the worst comparison you could possibly make it's like here's this terrible like <laughs> like the lowest bar possible you could possibly have <laughs> you know so how did how did all of this affect your your music making and influence your the creation of this album <laughs> oh man i got to say i got to say making this record was not easy just like uh staying in like I don't know, just like staying, cons staying consistent was really tough, especially. Um, and I, having the the record and the pressure of having to like finish it with like somewhat of an idea of a deadline always helps me in the way I work. Like, because if I don't have a deadline, I won't start something. <laughs> but um, it just like I don't know. It was just so tough to some days to just even like, like i don't know i just as a creative person too i i have really up and down days with um with the way i with with my creation because there's like some days where i just like i get i can't i hate i hate everything i'm doing i hate all my ideas my chords suck my my i can't play drums i go uh, and then i'm just like and i just like feel like ass so then instead i just like then like so, well i mean some days then i'm like I, I make three beats in a day and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Like I'm the best. Like I'm the, not, not like I'm the best, but like, I've like, I get, I can do anything. I can do anything. <laughs> like kind of, kind of more like that. And you're just like, so it's like, it's like a real, like it was like a real up and down roller coaster ride of, of that. I think throughout the whole pandemic. And then that was another thing for me was like choosing who to collaborate with. Like I would, I just set, would second guess myself into oblivion and just like take way too long to make decisions. <laughs> so that's more, that's, that's something I'm going to try to, I think, get better with for my, for my next record is just like be a little more decisive in, with certain things and like try to trust, try to trust myself more also get, just be more, more confident in my in my own abilities and stuff like this and like don't like put myself down and stuff and like which is ex excruciatingly hard as a musician because we're all so self-critical and like i want to hold myself up to a very high standard but there's such a difference between like 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 just constantly telling yourself that you suck and then or just like you know, you got to learn how to, you got to, you, you got to learn how to be patient with yourself and to like, 
you know, trust the process. <laughs> I like, if I make the music that I'm happy with, I'm happy, you know? And if I'm really hope that other people are, are able to like connect with it and be able to feel something from it, then mm -hmm. I feel, then I feel good. I love to collaborate openly with people. So it's like with these, with these tracks, especially, I was just like, it's as much of those people's record too. Like, cause they, like everyone who's on the record, like made their, made their mark like what it's not it's it's a group effort more than anything it's a like it's a community record that's and that's what i think is the most like what we've talked about it's like how important like just playing music with people is how important community is within music it's been super fun connecting reconnecting hell yeah thanks for having thanks me so much evan of course Da 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 da